0: This is Moonshine and Scoreboards with Kevin, Landon, and Justin
1: Hello and welcome to Moonshine and Scoreboards episode twelve. I'm your host, Kevin, and this week I'm joined by my co-host Justin, and Landon's back this week. We get the three-man table. This week, how are we doing, guys?
0: Doing good. I'm doing better than Landon, I think. Landon, are you surviving over there?
1: Yeah, so
2: far so good. Had a uh, fun trip down to uh, the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida, talking Walt Disney World. Uh, Fun time was had by all, but I uh, brought back the worst souvenir possible, that being COVID. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, no longer a unique unicorn in this uh, COVID hellscape we are currently living through. Uh, First bout of covid so uh, there's there's that, but uh, all things considered, I'm uh, feeling okay, thanks.
0: Are you enjoying your first round with COVID?
2: <laughs> um, Jay, if I'm being completely honest, no. No, I am not. <laughs> One out of five stars would not recommend. And that is the landed down lock of the week.
0: That's, that's. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> honestly, it's amazing that you've lasted this long without it. I feel like this is like the ultimate game of when people play that uh, what do they call it? Wham miss or something where you're trying to, oh, yeah. you're, you're trying not to hear last Christmas. Are you going to be the last person to get COVID? I mean, I I've had it honestly, I think five times. So, and the fact that it's not like you stay at home, you're not like a hermit, you go out and do things. So it's pretty amazing that you've avoided it thus far. Uh, but I'm sorry, buddy. I, I hope you, you feel better soon.
2: Well, I appreciate that. I'm, uh, taking my vitamins, uh, not to steal a line from Hulk Hogan. I am taking literal vitamins, a hundred milligrams of zinc and then some vitamin C as well to boost the immune system. And I got a doctor has prescribed me some, uh, COVID fighting medicine as well. So I am, uh, on the mend, hopefully. And, uh, so far. Knock on wood. It's just uh, feeling like I'm fighting a really bad uh, sinus infection, though. uh, Today, the day we're recording this, uh, the fatigue has really uh, come after yours truly. So if I randomly pass out during the recording process, it's not because I'm drunk on bourbon like I normally would be. (laughs) It's just because I'm a
1: sleepy baby. So you and me both, but I don't have COVID. I'm just a sleepy baby.
2: <laughs> hey, I understand normally I'm a sleepy baby, but but this time I have, a, I have an excuse for being said sleepy baby.
1: <laughs> I get that completely. Well, uh, you know, maybe you'd be feeling a little bit better if a certain football team had contributed to your illness, you know, <sighs> trying to make you feel a little bit better by showing up on Saturday. Uh, but they didn't, and we can go ahead and just dive right in. Yeah. If you guys want to, we could just rip the Band-Aid off, Um, you know, a a Week 11 recap, and we start where everybody thought the best game of the day was going to be played, and that's in good old Knoxville, Tennessee. Peyton Manning was here. SEC Nation was here. The Queen herself, Dolly Parton, was here. And you know what was not there? The Tennessee Tennessee third-down defense (laughs) was not there. (laughs) Georgia wins this one 38 to 10. Um a game that was quite frankly a lot did was worse than the scoreboard yeah. um mm. showed. Uh so it was it was an ugly game. And I hate to say I told you so, Justin, but I did tell you so.
0: <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I mean that's fair enough, but I would much rather be on the side of like I had the optimism going into the game. You you were being a bit of a Debbie downer about this game. I was. You and you were right, okay? You were right. But I I don't know. I I wanted to go in feeling confident and feeling like the last few years of development under Josh Hypel had gotten us a little bit closer to competing in this game and I, and I told you all afterwards I, and and I hate to be I think I think we have proven over the course of this podcast that I tend to be less reactive to the wins and losses than than Kevin you are. Um you your highs and lows are are far are far your your peaks and valleys are higher and lower than what mine are typically over the course of a season. But something about this particular loss it, it has really hit me in, in the, the fandom. And I said it to you guys yesterday. I was like, you know, it, it, recruiting under just Josh Hypel the last three years, competing the way that we have, using the transfer portal the way that we have, the fact that there is obviously still such a gap between us and Georgia. And fair enough, you pointed out there's a gap between every team and Georgia, aside from maybe, you know, the Ohio State, Michigans of the world. But even there might be a gap. But everybody has a gap in talent between what Georgia has and what they have. But I guess I had fooled myself in thinking that we were closing that a little bit and that especially at home with the home crowd, Dolly's in the house, Peyton's in the house, Alvin Kamara was there, that maybe, you know, a little bit of that Nealon magic would factor in it. And I didn't say I didn't say we were going to win the game last week. In fact, I said Georgia was going to win. I just thought we were going to be able to compete. We absolutely didn't. You take that run, Jalen Wright's run on play number one away, the last two weeks, aside from the explosive play to Thornton in the Missouri game and the play number one to Jalen Wright, we've scored three points in the last two weeks aside from those two. And I don't know what's happening. I do feel like the sky is falling, I, I and I hate to feel that way as a fan, but I am feeling like maybe we can never get back to the elite football status that Tennessee football enjoyed in the 90s, and that sucks. I don't like feeling that way as a fan, but I'm starting to feel like something something's wrong, and and I don't know. I'm feeling i'm i'm at a i'm at a low right now, guys. I need you to pull me out of well,
1: it. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. Yeah, welcome gosh. to the dark side, y'all. Yeah, uh, I, I, I listen. So mm. I I do. I, I think Justin, if you, if you would allow me to just slip into your head a little bit, mm-hmm. I think that this game kind of did to you what the Missouri game kind of did to me. It kind of broke you on this season. Because I will say in our group chat and even on the show, you have been the more positive one where, like you said, I've been, and Landon's been positive as well, um, but w- like you had said, I, I kind of go up and down depending mm-hmm. on how how they're playing, and I am very reactionary. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's, that's a flaw of mine, um, but I still love them, but I do think that you got, well, I can't speak for you, Landon, but Justin, I do think that you kind of thought that there was a chance that we could that we could pull an upset and that we would show up. Sure. And yeah. And especially after that first play. I mean, even after that first play I was like, even I was like, okay, well, <laughs> hang on a second like, what if, you know, what if something crazy happens? Um the gap is not that insurmountable, okay? Georgia has dudes on both sides of the ball that are NFL talent. And like you said, I don't think that there's anybody, not not just in the SEC, but like aside from truly, in my opinion, Michigan, Ohio State, and Oregon are probably the only three teams that can, like, Oregon right now mm-hmm. are the only three teams that can hang with Georgia. And even then, I don't think that they could beat Georgia. Like, Georgia is a full-on machine dynasty right now, that truly, we've never seen like in college football. I mean they're about to win three national titles in a row, um, and and you know that's that's not been done. Um, not even Nick Saban's done that. so I, I do I, I get the upsetment or the upsetting after the loss, and that as ugly of a game as it was, I do understand that. Sorry, I have dogs and my audience is going crazy. <laughs> oh, there they go. Are you sure they're dogs or, or do you have Georgia fans
0: with you and they're Georgia, just barking? Georgia here. fans are here. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're
1: barking um, at my points. Weirdos. Um, but, you know, Georgia, Georgia is a really good football team. Georgia's probably going to win the national championship. The thing that I. The thing that stumps me a little bit regarding the game is that Tennessee showed up against Alabama. Tennessee should have beaten Alabama. And there's a lot of people that think, and it very well may happen, that Alabama will beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. I don't know that that's the case, but I think the Tennessee team that we saw against Alabama and the Tennessee team that we saw against Georgia had a totally different mindset. I don't know that we went belly up after the Missouri game, but... I think maybe after the Missouri game, we did kind of go belly up, and was just like, you know, we're not going to get to the SEC championship game. We're we're not going to get to New Year Six. We're not going to get to a good bowl game. Who cares? And ah, that's tough. That's a tough mindset to have. And and I hope that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But I I think that that might have been the case, especially just seeing the effort. Um especially in the second half. I mean it it was just like it was a rewind of last week. It was like they'd be rather they they'd rather be anywhere else than Knoxville, Tennessee. They wouldn't they do not want to be playing football. And I get it. I mean, it, it's Georgia. You know, so it kind of, you got kind of got to take it with a grain of salt, but Georgia's got dudes. Georgia's got dudes. A lot of those guys are going to be playing in the NFL. How many of these Tennessee players can you sit there and say, "Oh, well they're going to be playing in the NFL on Sundays." I don't, not as many as the Georgia guys.
2: Well, there's, there's um, something you you both spoke on, and I do think it is a very good point. And I do think it is something that a lot of Tennessee fans need to really remember and, I guess, help frame what happened in Neyland Stadium this past Saturday. And it is the talent gap between Tennessee and Georgia, and y'all said it very succinctly, pretty much George and everybody else with the handful of a couple other teams in college football. I went and did some research. Uh, This is according to 24/7 star ratings. When it comes to recruits, the number of uh, three-star recruits on the Georgia football team right now, 22, the number of four-star recruits on the Georgia football team right now, 54, the number of five-star recruits on the Georgia roster right now is 13. Now, Compare that to the Tennessee roster. The number of three-star recruits on the Tennessee roster, 52. The number of four-star recruits on the Tennessee roster, 33. The number of five-star recruits on the Tennessee roster right now in the year of 2023, two. Mm. And both of those recruits didn't see one snap on Saturday because they are an injured Brew McCoy and they are your backup five-star mm. quarterback in Nico Iamaliava. Mm. So, there is a massive talent gap between this Tennessee football team, and Georgia. But like y'all said, this is a talent gap that Georgia has over pretty much everybody that isn't named Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. Kevin, I know you threw out Oregon this year, but I I, I don't know if I would put Oregon up there yet because those four teams that I mentioned have been doing it on a more consistent basis. I'm interested to see what Oregon will do this year, in the postseason because Oregon looks like a monster this year. And I think that would be a very fun matchup to see them getting in the college football playoffs and seeing what they can do. But you also pointed out if you eliminate the 75-yard run from Jalen Wright and that catch that Deontay Thornton got two weeks ago now at Missouri, this offense has put up three points in the last two weeks and the offense has looked Let's just let, let's admit it. They've looked lost, yeah. and that I think is the hardest part for me to swallow. Um, especially when Josh Heupel, his 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 calling card is the offensive side of the football, and I I don't know what what the issue is. I do think Joe Milton has had a good, not great year, but these last few weeks, whatever ground that Joe had been gaining. He's taken some steps back and I don't think it's all his fault because I think the biggest issue that this Tennessee football team has, and I know this is going to sound like a cop out to maybe some of my co-hosts, maybe to some of you, the listeners, the injury bug has really ravaged this Tennessee football team on both sides of the ball. Uh, if I was to tell you coming into this year, what is going to be the record of this Tennessee football team losing Brew McCoy, losing Keenan Peely, uh, losing Kamal Hatton. You don't have uh, uh, Cade Mays uh, until after the Florida game. Uh, then not to mention uh, they, they had to start several people yesterday against the number one team in the nation. When regular starters were injured or just weren't available on on the offensive line in the secondary, a secondary that could not get uh, a stop for their lives on third down, it seemed. I know this season isn't going to end with an SEC East win. It's not going to end with a trip to Atlanta. It's not going to end with a trip to a New Year's Six bowl. Eight and four really might have been the ceiling for this team dealing with all these injuries and dealing with your quarterback having a good, not great year. And yeah. I know that stings coming off of what they did last year and that magical season, knocking off Alabama here in Knoxville, going uh, to, uh, uh, the New Year Six Bowl and knocking off Clemson and having what an eleven win season that was that was awesome that was a fun ride to go on and and it sucks to take that step down but you also like eight and four in year three of this rebuild that Josh Heupel is on is still on the table and you go to a bowl nine wins I I'll take it. Like, like I know it's not what everybody had coming into this season, but, again, dealing with everything they've dealt injury-wise on both sides of the ball, and, again, getting a good, not great performance out of your quarterback, and the quarterback is the straw that stirs this drink when it comes to Heupel's offense. And I think we're seeing that maybe they don't necessarily trust Joe like they did Hendon last year, and we're seeing that in some of their play calling. Eight and four, I mean – hard pill to swallow, I get it, but I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Um, Eight and four is going to get you to a bowl game, which is something that other teams can't say, preferably most likely Florida. Um, So we'll be bowling. I, I, I feel sick. Just talking trash about Florida after they beat us, but yeah, that
2: loss is going to hurt. Even after everything I said, it's like trying to trying to build you up, Jay. Things are going to be okay. That Florida loss is always going to hurt, and it's all because I mean Tennessee played very well in that game. Dot dot dot. With the exception of the second quarter where they completely pooped their pants, and boy did they do so in an epic fashion.
1: Yeah, I I just I don't know. We'll get to a bowl game, and I, I venture to say that since we'll be eight and four will probably have a fairly easy matchup in said bowl game. I mean, you're not going to have to play somebody that I don't think that Tennessee will be able to win against. Um, So, you know, you you always want to win your bowl game. And, and so it looks like Hypo will be able to do that again. Um, I, I remember, Justin, at the beginning of the season, I said, you know, either a national championship run or a rebuilding year in eight and four. Yeah. 8 and 4 is what we're going to finish at. Um and I we, believe that we hope. I yeah, well we better finish at 8 <laughs> 4.
2: Come if on, it's Bandy. Vanderbilt, like like y'all, issues. come on. I it's Bandy.
1: Yeah, I mean I do think that we're going to win Saturday, but um 8 and 4 I, the kicker that gets me is that it wasn't a rebuilding year. I don't think that you got any you found out that you have some talent back there, you know. Uh we knew that Dylan Sampson was good. We didn't know how good he was. He's really good. Yes. Um. And you know, we're gonna have some returning players. Uh. You know, Nico's gonna be there, and he, he he's gonna. I think he's gonna do pretty good. Um. What scares me is that we didn't get a whole lot of younger guys, a whole lot of valuable playing time. Granted, they'll probably you'll probably see some playing time against Vanderbilt because it's Vanderbilt and you'll probably see them have some playing time against Vanderbilt and in the bowl game. But um, aside from that, you know, where did you see these guys get some valuable minutes mm-hmm. and to use a basketball term. And and I don't think that we saw that. What scares me is that I saw, I was watching the game on Saturday and they showed the, you know, they show the team, the, uh, the starters and our entire offensive line was seniors. Yeah. Entire offensive line. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of defensive players that were seniors. And I was like, yes. In the back of my head, I said, yeah, Nico's going to come in next year and that's going to be a shining star. Nico to squirrel up Nico to squirrel white and Nico to Dylan Sampson. And that's going to be a shining star, but you know, you're going to have to replace a lot of those offensive linemen and a lot of those defensive players, you know? Um, And so I'd be interested to see how we do it. Upsetting, of course, not expect, not totally surprising, um, but it is what it is. There were other games across the nation, unless anybody else had anything to say, anything else to say about this Georgia-Tennessee game.
0: No, I I think I want to move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Justin's done. The only thing that I do want to say is... Um, you talk about how there is a lot of seniors, upperclassmen on this team and they are gonna be moving on, but you talked about the mindset that a lot of those players you saw against Georgia and, and I didn't see a second of the Missouri game, I'll admit that up front before I say this, but just based on what y'all told me in your watching of the Missouri game, they seemed disinterested out there once they realized, oh, we're 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 just here for a butt whoop, and, and 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 we have to take it. They just weren't interested. They there there was no fight in the, some of the people mm-hmm. out there. I right. don't want that mindset in the players for the University of Tennessee, and I'm pretty sure Josh Heupel doesn't want that mindset in his locker room either. So even though there are a lot of upperclassmen, there are a lot of seniors that will be moving on to their next step in their career. Some of them may be on to the National Football League. Um, and you will be losing that experience. If you're losing those players that are going to lay down and roll over when 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 the going gets tough, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does to me.
2: It, it makes perfect sense. Um so so I I I I know this I'm I'm not saying this is a blanket statement for everybody that puts on that power tee for the University of Tennessee. I know there are some people that go out there and give everything. I mean they 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 give their all for Tennessee. And and I'm I'm not saying that to them, but I I think there are some people on this football team that believe their own hype a bit too much. Last year's team talked about how they were always improving and and how they were always getting better and working to get better. This year's team talks about how great they are.
1: Mm. And we don't have any leadership. That's the kicker. That's the big thing. And I, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room, so I can't say that definitively. But on the field, you're, and Justin alluded to it last week. You're missing Hendon Hooker's leadership a lot more than I think anybody thought that mm-hmm. you're, you, know, you were going to miss it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that Joe Milton isn't a leader. Um, but I'm going to sit here and say that this team did not roll over one time last year. Not one time did they roll over the way they did the last two weeks, even in the Georgia game. They still didn't roll over. They were still fighting to the last play. Yeah. You know, um, and, and you're just not seeing that this year and 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 the th- and the four losses all four of those losses have one common denominator the team just rolled over after they got punched in the mouth and mm-hmm. last yeah. and last year's team you know look at the alabama game look at the, the alabama game is a perfect example the team gets punched in the mouth they have a scoop and store score against them late in the game and you think i'm sitting there saying that's it game set match because that's all i'm used to and and that team showed up and said no 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 we, we we bounce back, and yeah. I I can assure you because I've seen it this year multiple times. If that happened with this year's team, they would say, "Yeah, we're done." Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think yeah, you're right. 1, you are correct. Yeah.
1: Um. So. so I mean, those are those are the big things, but let's 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 stop talking about this. Because okay. It's, it's <laughs> un- I I would love
0: to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jay's ready to move on. He's like, it's basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: Dalton Connect, baby. <laughs>
2: Awesome yes, yeah. That's our savior. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we we got the Maui Invitational to talk about. Tony V is uh, just signed to uh, Manny Ramirez's son for the yeah, baseball team. Crazy. Let's talk about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I just want to circle real quick to a couple of the games this weekend. Uh, the The biggest, the biggest current of events for the college football playoff happened in Tallahassee. Uh, oh my God, Justin's Florida. As as if it could, as if it was bad enough to watch Tennessee lose. Justin's Florida State Seminoles—they won. They did win the game. They did convincingly, but Jordan Travis, yeah, yeah, Jordan Travis, like destroyed his leg. God, that was so
0: awful. well. It was crazy too was because bad. they were down thirteen to nothing when Jordan Travis went down. So they managed to bounce back and have a really good game with Rodemaker, uh, at quarterback after he came in. But that is a huge loss. I mean, you were talking about a guy, Jordan Travis, who was in the fringe heisman conversation i don't think he was anybody's leader but he was somebody that was talked about as as someone who could be invited to new york and yeah. i i mean at the end of the day you've got to have playmakers on the field if if you're if you're going to go and win a national championship I, uh, I, I just I I hate it for Jordan Travis. I hate it for Florida State. You know they're they're gonna win next week. They're gonna play Florida, and okay, well we all know what we think about Florida. They should beat them, even though it's in Gainesville, and then they'll have to play Louisville in the ACC championship. I think they probably win that game too. Uh, so they're gonna make the playoffs. But I, well, I,
1: I, that's my next question. Yeah, is do you think? At Florida State, if Florida State beats Florida and beats Louisville, Mm -hmm. do you think that they make the playoff?
0: Oh, yeah. An undefeated Florida State? Yeah, absolutely. ACC champion. You
1: You don't think that the committee would sit there and say, oh, well, you don't have your starting quarterback. Let's say this scenario happens. Let's say Georgia beats Alabama. Okay, so Georgia's in. Let's say Ohio State beats Michigan on Saturday and wins the Big Ten. So Ohio State's in. Okay, let's say that Oregon gets back against Washington, avenges their loss, so they're in, which I do believe that all three of those things are going to happen. Let's say that Texas wins the Big 12 and Florida State wins out. So now the committee would be picking between Florida State, who is undefeated, but it has their backup quarterback, uh, one loss Texas, or um, one loss Michigan. Who, do you, I don't know, man. I don't know. I could see the committee being like, you, ha, you if you had Jordan Travis, absolutely, but you don't have Jordan Travis, and you're going to be playing with your backup quarterback, so we're going to give it to Michigan or Texas. I I don't know. I could, I, could, see,
2: I could see the committee 100% holding it against Florida State, them having their backup
1: quarterback, 1,000%. Which would be wild. Which would be wild. Yeah. But it wouldn't shock me at all would it be fair? I
2: don't know if it would be fair, but 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 with this committee, I could 100% see them saying exactly what you're laying out, Kevin. If you if, if you had your Heisman finalist quarterback under center, undefeated season, won the ACC, congratulations, you're you're one of four teams playing for the national championship. dot 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 but you're not. Yeah. I I think I think they would finish ahead of Michigan, but coming it I, I don't know Texas I, that would get him. I, I really I really think they would they would go Texas instead and honestly I don't I don't know if F- FSU knocks off uh, Louisville in the ACC championship.
1: I don't know that FSU wins Saturday against Florida.
0: Oh yeah. Really? I, Come on. I don't know. Come on, Kevin. I don't know,
1: man. I don't know. <laughs> I think Florida. Billy Napier knows that Billy Napier needs to needs another win. Is Billy
2: Napier referring to himself in the third person in this? Oh yeah, Billy
1: Napier. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) Third third person. I, I, I'm telling you, these rivalry games. I said it against. I said it with the Miami Florida State game. These rivalry games, weird things happen, and not just Florida or not just Florida State is on upset alert. I I think Texas is also on upset alert. I don't know that Texas is going to just waltz by Texas Tech either. Um. These uh, these these rivalry games this week, crazy things happen. You know, this is and I mean, let's Florida- not forget this is a kick six
0: week. <laughs> and Florida does need this game to become bowl eligible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I just can't I just what I've seen from Florida and I realize they they only lost to Missouri by two. Um, in Columbia and you know talking as a team that couldn't muster any kind of anything against Missouri and Columbia I I guess I should give them a little bit of respect for that but I just I don't I don't think Florida is is that good I think I think they can mm-hmm. put it together in spurts I just don't think they're that good I think Florida State is like a legitimate top five team and it would be such a shame and they did lose their quarterback they lost the you know the heart of their offense they did win easily in that north alabama game when north alabama came out and punched them right in the mouth 13 to nothing it looked like this was going to be one of those games where uh oh florida state's going to be on upset alert it's going to be weird but then roadmaker comes in and they just you know they did fine. They like it wasn't even a question. They won fifty eight to thirteen. They kept saying in the game it was cracking up Casey because they kept saying, "Oh, oh they've scored fifty eight unanswered points <laughs> every time they scored." They were pointing out it was unanswered. Like they looked like a like an inspired football team for the rest of that game. I just I don't know, and I'm speaking as a, a proxy fan, an adjacent fan to to the Florida State Seminoles because I don't really care one way or the other. But I just don't think Florida. I don't think Florida beats them. Um Louisville is more of a question I think cuz I think Louisville is a good team. Um mm-hmm. y- you know, but I don't know. I
1: Take it from somebody who overlooks Louisville. <laughs> they are a very good team. <laughs> they are very good. If yeah. you better hope and pray that Jack Harlow is not there. Right. <laughs> yeah. If he's there, it's over. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that Jack Harlow magic will be in effect. That's yep, true. They are a very good team. Yeah. Well,
2: Jay, if it makes you feel any better, CBS Sports does have uh, Florida State projected to uh, take on Mich- uh, Michigan in the uh, Rose Bowl. Uh, Florida State as the three seed in the college football.
0: Game. I, I got to say, I'm I, and I've been saying this to Casey too. I'm I'm rooting for Florida State to be the three seed because if they're four, and they have to play Georgia. They're out in round one. So, <laughs> that's,
2: mm-hmm. wow. yeah, yeah. Oregon <laughs> is currently the four seed taking on Georgia in the. Uh, according to CBS. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, and so they have Michigan beating Ohio State. They do. Yep. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't uh, know <laughs> if I agree with that pick either, CBS. See. Speaking of Michigan, Michigan barely got by Maryland this weekend, uh thirty one twenty four. A little bit of a track game. But but the Wolverines, the cheats, as Justin likes to call it's just me. <laughs> stood strong and and continued on their dream of uh you know, re- redeeming Jim Harbaugh and freeing Jim Harbaugh. He doesn't though, need
2: to be freed. He's not a political <laughs> prisoner. Yeah,
1: even, even though he accepted the punishment the yeah, day right. before, the players still wore their free Harbaugh j- shirts. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. They're a weird. They're a weird team. Um, and, and and they, as a program, won their thousandth uh, football true. game. So there's yeah. that. How many of those have they been cheating in, though? That's what I want to know.
0: <laughs> hmm,
2: yeah. So so this just goes to show you, uh, cheating always does.
0: That's right. Cheaters <laughs> Wait, cheaters do prosper. Uh
1: yeah. So besides besides Michigan hanging on, Washington, they held on against Oregon State, a late rally, mm-hmm. keeping their uh keeping their dream season alive. They're into the Pac-Twelve title game. Oregon has to beat Oregon State on Saturday to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but which that like I said, I thought we were gonna get a lot of chaos last week. We got a little bit of chaos, not a whole lot. I'm hoping that maybe we'll get a whole lot of chaos this week. At this point, I'm just an agent of chaos. You can call me the Joker. I just, <laughs> I just want to see the world burn. At this point, <laughs> I, I, I respect want, that. <laughs> I mean, I want Texas to lose. I want Florida State to lose. Sorry, Justin. I want Michigan okay. and Ohio State to lose. You know, I want Alabama to lose. I want, I want chaos. So, um, so at this point, you're advocating. You want like what Tulane to be the one seed? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I
2: mean, I would love to see Georgia Tech beat Georgia, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, that's not happening.
1: I I, I would love, you know, I, I would love the committee to be like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the conversation that I want. Um, like I said, we can dive into the week 12 just real quick. I love this week of football. This is my favorite week of the entire season because there's football like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I mean it's 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 mm-hmm. awesome. And it's not just like one game on Thursday or one game on Friday. Like it's all day long. I love it. Um big rivalries though. Ole Miss Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, uh the last time that Texas Tech is gonna play Texas. Uh and that's a that's a big game, you know. I remember as a kid the Michael Crabtree uh catch and the upset of Texas of of Colt McCoy and, and that's like the original rushing in the field. Um the best rushing in the field, the first one. Uh <laughs> Oregon State and Oregon. Of course Vanderbilt plays Tennessee and, and then Louisville, Kentucky. Alabama Auburn, Florida State, Florida. All those are going to be interesting games. Um but of course the big game is the game, as it's like to be called, is Ohio State and Michigan. I think like everybody that's anybody as far as covering college football. Is going to be there. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun day of, of football, especially on Saturday. What do you guys think about that Ohio State Michigan game? Like, where are you leaning? Unless it's in the pub dubs. If it's in the pub dubs, don't say it.
0: <laughs> I think I did include it in the pub dubs. Uh,
1: yeah. It, it is,
0: it then, is included then we'll in come the pub to dub. It. But, then we'll but come I mean, back but, to it.
2: <laughs> it, it is the marquee game of the weekend. So I mean, we can we can I guess give our picks here or save them yeah, for later, we could, but I we can like, do it now. Like, like uh, yeah, once again, it feels like Ohio State and Michigan their season comes down to a one game playoff. Now I w- like like last they, they they do have to play Penn State and Penn State is is a good team under James Franklin. Uh, Michigan had to what kind of kind of squeeze it out uh, under under the wire, uh, and then. Kinda, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of a trend without a Jim Harbaugh sideline. He will not be on the sideline again for the game, as they call it. Uh, we saw them have to uh, escape uh, against Maryland last week. Um, Michigan is a four-point favorite at home in the Big House, as they like to call it. Um, give me Ohio State. I, I think Ohio State, the, the, the. Parts are better uh, for the Buckeyes than they are the uh, Wolverine, though. Uh, I mean, uh, you got uh, friggin Corum in the backfield for uh, for the Wolverines, who is just a freak. Uh, an even bigger freak is Marvin Harrison Jr., who is just so much fun to watch do his thing. And I think he's going to have a big day, and uh, that will lead to a win for uh, the Ohio State University.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you, Landon. I I it's oh, funny because
1: no, 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 Justin, no.
0: I'm I'm just I'm going. No, I'm going to do it because, <laughs> I mean, I know that my pick at the beginning of the year was Michigan to go to the playoffs, but that was before they became public enemy number one. And yep, and um <laughs> now, I and I do think Ohio State has they you know they've found their way. Um, early in the season, I think they didn't look. Uh, to be the playoff contender that they you know, wanted to be. But now I think they've gotten better as the year has gone on. I think they're a strong team on offense and defense. I, th- I mean, I think this going to be a great game. But I do think Ohio State is going to pull this one out. So I'm picking Ohio State for this one too.
1: Dang, Dang it. I don't want to whammy them, but I think that not having Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines – the past two games hasn't really mattered because I don't think I mean James Franklin is a good coach, yes, but I don't think he's a fantastic coach. I don't even know the Maryland coach's name. So I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he carries <laughs> much weight either. Um Ryan Day is a good coach. Contrary to what I said after I believe it was week 3 or week 4 and he came after Lou Holtz. Mm-hmm. He is a good coach. Um And I think that he's going to coach circles around Sharon Moore, who has, quite frankly, not looked that great. Um, If you look at his two games that he's been calling the play, calling the shots, one game, J.J. McCarthy threw the ball eight times um, the entire game. Good Lord, eight times? Yeah, against Penn State. (laughs) Um, And the other game. God bless.
2: I mean, that's that's, that's like regressing football back to like the turn of the century. (laughs) And I'm talking the 1900s, not the 2000s.
1: Yeah. And people are I'm, – I'm interested to see what happens because people are saying that, Ohio, that Michigan has played like this and done this so they couldn't show Ohio State their plays, like couldn't show them the playbook. Ironic uh-huh. that Michigan yes. is trying to hide their place, <laughs> uh, which,
2: which they literally tried to hide their place from the camera that they did they oh, <laughs> during yeah. the Maryland game. They they broke out those big giant screens from the from the uh, from the spider camera, uh, which mm. I thought was kind of hilarious. It's like you're in an elevator with a guy and he farts and looks you right in the head. It's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> It's like, wait, wait, did did I fart? Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> very,
1: very ironic that they were doing that. Um, I think that Ryan Day is going to coach circles around him. I think that Ryan Day knows that he kind of is the one that opened up this can of worms against Michigan. And he, like, he has to win this game. <laughs> and another thing that people aren't really talking a whole lot when they talk about Ryan Day is. Yeah, he's he's been he's been fantastic, but he's lost to Michigan two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and at Ohio State, you know they're not used to that, uh, and and not just losing like getting thumped, and they're not used to that. And so I, I think I think that he kind of knows that if he loses this game and loses to Michigan three years in a row, he might be on the hot seat. As crazy as that sounds, uh, because Ohio State. From my understanding, I don't know any Ohio State fans, but from my understanding, they're okay with going 1 11 as long as that one win is against Michigan. Um, <laughs> so int- interesting thoughts there. Uh, but, but I don't want to transition to the Pub Dubs just yet. Um, you know, we've talked enough about football. One of my other favorite things about this week is it's a great college basketball week as well. Mm-hmm. And our basketballs are in Maui, Hawaii.
0: Well, actually, they're the, in Honolulu. Um,
1: Honolulu, Hawaii for the Maui Invitational. Yeah. You know, yeah. same thing. Um, <laughs> they're on the island of Hawaii. Um, there we go. Nice safe. <laughs> uh, for, the, for, the, for the Maui. I almost said for the Honolulu Invitational. Uh, for the Maui Invitational. <laughs> um, they open up tomorrow or Monday, Monday against uh, Syracuse at 2.30. That would be an interesting game, actually, because Syracuse isn't a bad team. Um and, and it'll be a nice out of conference game. The other big names in this co- in this invitation of which there are plenty, uh Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, UCLA and Marquette. Shamanades mm. in there as well, but I, I couldn't tell you anything about shamanade. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm pronouncing
0: it. Right. I think it's shamanade. Uh, shamanade. Sure. Yeah. Chaminade. <laughs> I like shamanade. It sounds like Chaminade. a <laughs> it sounds like a knockoff of Gatorade, and I like it.
1: Lemonade, lemonade. Um, See, I was, I,
2: I was thinking some sort of uh, toothpaste that helps you fight, uh,
1: fight
0: cavities.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Ask your sure. dentist if shamanade is right for you. <laughs> no real side effects. Um, good <laughs> Tennessee win on Monday? They get the winner of Purdue and Gonzaga, mm-hmm. which will be a good game. Which will be uh, I, the reason I love this matchup this invitational for Tennessee is we're going to finally get to see, you know, how good this team is when the lights are on. Yeah. Uh, We haven't got to see him play against anybody like really good aside from the Michigan state uh, preseason game, which we know that preseason games don't matter. Um, You know, it, there's a scenario where you could have a, a, should Tennessee win this whole invitational? You could have a win against Syracuse, a win against Purdue, and a win against Kansas mm-hmm. back to back to back. And that would be, I mean, that would be huge for Tennessee, uh, especially looking down the road. If, you know, let's say that Tennessee does win the SEC, and let's say that Tennessee has a chance out of one seed, you know, you're going to have three, three high quality out of conference wins uh, that you'll be able to, you know, put up against any really anybody else. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who wins that, that being said, I don't, I'm, I love Tennessee, but I don't know that they're going to win. It's invitational. Uh, I, I think Kansas might get it done. Uh, they are the number one team in the nation, I believe for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that'll be fun. It'll be a fun weekend of uh, college football, of college basketball, NFL, literally all week uh so so like i said one of the best weeks of the year um but i guess now we can dive into the pub dubs if you want to take us there justin
0: sure but i wanted to say really quick about the the maui invitational so was it was it last year or the year before that we played purdue in the bahamas when was that i think it was last year yeah, and we and we beat them, and Purdue fans did not like that. They felt they were very upset about that game. Um, so wait.
1: Was it the Bahamas or was it Atlanta? It was the battle for Atlantis, battle wasn't for it? Atlantis. Yeah. Well, is
0: that not in yeah the Bahamas? I mean, it is in
1: the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You're right. But you know, I I know it as the Battle of Atlantis, not Bahamas. You know. Okay. Well, Whatever. according to Kevin, that's also on the uh, island
0: of. <laughs> it's, on it's on the also on Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> Fair well, enough. Yeah,
1: that's
2: on Oahu.
0: Yeah. So I think it would be fun because uh, I I love that we've got the first game against Syracuse. I think that's going to be a good tune-up game, and they are a good basketball team. I think we can win that game, and then mm-hmm. that sets up a, a matchup with I mean either one of Purdue or Gonzaga. We've got we've played them in the last couple of years, both teams. So it would be good to to get into that next game with a win, and then if we manage to make it to that game number ten, um, and either face you know Kansas. Who knows? Maybe Shamanade or UCLA, Marquette, whoever it may be. Um, lemonade. Lemonade. Um, I don't know. That's, it's exciting. And I like the I like the uh, the opportunity that we have in front of us. So I, I, I'm hoping at very least Tennessee goes two and one uh, in this tournament. And uh,
2: yeah, I definitely want to look good on yeah. on the big stage in Maui, especially with teams that are this is a stacked field so i mean even if they don't walk away as the maui invitational champions if you can walk away saying we we went there looked good yeah uh this will carry a lot of water for selection sunday in march
0: i agree so all right it is time for pub dubs Week number 13, and a little peek behind the curtain, we are normally recording on a Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, and by the time we start recording, we know what our results were from the previous week's Pub Dubs. Well, the results are not final because we're recording on Sunday night, and we still have a game happening right now and then Monday night's game to be settled before our results are final. So we don't know. What the week twelve results were, but we're gonna roll right into week thirteen. Now, last week I said that the pub dubs were presented by Circuit City, and that's because I thought Circuit <laughs> City was like a company that didn't exist anymore. But I, I looked it up and they do have a website and they're functioning. So this week we're gonna say the pub dubs week thirteen is brought to you by Radio Shack. Is that still a company? Ooh, there we go. I don't know. But oh, uh there's
1: definitely still Radio Shack. There's one at West Town Mall. Really? Wait, is there really? Yeah, it's still it's over it's across the street front or across the street. Oh, I hate myself. Across the way from Fye.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So, Is there
1: still, still an way. Fye? <laughs> yeah,
2: buddy. I buddy. You, Is there still a Westtown
1: ball? <laughs> I, I love me some Fye, dude. Let me tell you, I go. <laughs> I specifically go in that entrance so that I can go to Fye. Anyway. All so, right. I learned something today on.
2: Uh,
0: uh, the show. I rarely say that. That's neat. Well, we're, we're going to come up with uh, a company that's defunct at some point to sponsor. Bed, this. Bath,
2: and Beyond. Yeah. Wait, no, crap. <laughs> well, they I still seen, exist. We've <laughs>
1: seen ads that they're back. <laughs> they're <laughs> back.
0: We can't do just, Blockbuster either.
1: Just say that they're sponsoring us. It's okay. You All know, right. Whether they know they're sponsoring us or not.
0: <laughs> okay. Free ads. All right. <laughs> Well, like you said, Kevin, uh, there's there's games going on. As soon as we get to Thanksgiving, there's games like all through the rest of the weekend. So it's an exciting week for college basketball, college football, and the NFL. But we're we are specifically just doing college football this week because I was in a pinch doing the pub dubs, and so all I've got is ten college football games for us. And we are going to start on Friday with a very exciting game from the Big Ten, number sixteen, Iowa. At Nebraska. You call this
2: very exciting? It is. It's
0: very exciting.
2: (laughs) With the offensively challenged Hawkeyes of Iowa uh, uh, traveling to Nebraska.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Nebraska is uh, is favored. Minus one point. So, Landon, I want to start with you. Who do you think is going to win between the Hawkeyes and Cornhuskers on Friday?
2: Uh, Even though I did call them offensively challenged, uh, I don't understand... Iowa being uh being uh, not favored here because uh, Nebraska uh they do need this game for bowl eligibility. Nebraska will have a home crowd behind them, but I that Iowa defense I think is going to uh, be the difference here and will stifle the uh, Corn Huskers enough and uh, the offense alleged offense rather of (laughs) Iowa will uh, put up enough points to get the job done so give me the number 16 Iowa team taking care of business on the road
0: perfect Kevin what do you think
1: I say not so fast (laughs) I like Nebraska I like Nebraska I like the Cornhuskers needing a win to get to bowl eligibility like you said Landon Um, I love what Matt Rule said uh, like last week when they ask him about, you know, the the mentality of the players, anytime a coach says we're gonna find out who wants to be here, I I love that. I'm just like, all right, this guy's gonna he, he you're gonna you're gonna see, you know, he's gonna lay into the players this week at practice. So I, I'm gonna go with uh, Nebraska and and Coach Matt Rule to get into a bowl game this this season, get a win against Iowa.
0: Okay, very good. I'm going to go with the Hawkeyes this weekend or, well, Friday, because, um, I just, you know, I, I think Nebraska has had their struggles over the last few years and, and I love, I love the position they're in fighting for bowl eligibility. I, I would love it if Nebraska found a way to become a national power once again. Cause I sort of see them as one of those programs that like when, when college football is in balance, Nebraska's good. Um, so I, w- I want that to happen, but I don't think that's I don't think they're quite there yet. So I'm going to go Iowa Hawkeyes in this one.
2: Also, uh, the over under for this game. Y'all want to take a guess at what it's set
0: at? <laughs> uh, <laughs> 21. No, 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 uh,
2: not, not not quite that low.
0: <laughs> I'm going to 17. I'm going to say I'm going to go 33.
2: Ah, Jay, remember Iowa's playing so you went way too high. It's 27 and a half.
0: Wow.
2: Ooh, close 27 and a half points over under for a Division 1 college football game.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an exciting game as I mentioned for all those who <laughs> so want to watch it. first
2: like- team to 16 wins.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, did you see the 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 Iowa and Illinois game Saturday? I did didn't. not know. Like for the longest time they were they were cut to the game. The longest time the score was two to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Good oh, Lord. <laughs> Holy what, cow. What is I, this? A baseball game? Like the, well, it was funny. They kept saying, Oh, it's in the bottom of the first inning. Yeah. Two to nothing. I was like, oh golly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was ugly. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, well, maybe in a game where there might be a few more points, we've got the University of Texas San Antonio traveling to Tulane and Tulane is minus three in this game. Kevin, you were talking about all the chaos and who knows, maybe if everybody loses, Tulane gets a shot at the playoffs. But do you think that they're going to beat the University of Texas San Antonio at home?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, when I say chaos, no offense to the group of five teams, but I'm not really talking about you. I don't really care about (laughs) you. Um, I mean the big guys. I want the chaos with the big boys. So uh, I think Tulane avoids the chaos,
0: and Tulane wins this weekend. All right. Landon, what do you think?
1: Uh,
2: I think Green Waves take care of business, continue their run, though. I do think – uh utsa is going to give them all they want uh have looked better since uh frank harris uh their quarterback has re-entered the starting lineup uh tennessee fans uh should be familiar with uh the Roadrunners as they came to kneeling to collect a paycheck nal earlier in the season that said i do think uh green waves continue their magic season uh, and get their 11th win on the season
0: yeah yeah they've they've looked good um Early on, Tulane, I can't remember the the quarterback's name, but I was I was trying to push him for a, a dark horse Heisman candidate. Um, and then his last name was Pate. Pate.
2: Michael Pratt. Michael Pratt. 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 Yeah. I remember which for all, all we thing. know, it's actually Chris Pratt, because that guy gets every job in America. It <laughs> could be. Such as the voice of Garfield, which <laughs> holy smokes, that is not the voice of Garfield.
0: No. No. Uh, but either way, um, I mean, sorry, Tulane, because I don't want to weigh on you, but I'm also gonna pick Tulane in this game. I think I think they uh, will, like, like we have said, they're gonna continue their their magical run. Um, uh, and it should be a good game though, eleven wins. Yeah, it should be a good one. Um, all right, so we already picked the Ohio State Michigan game. All of us picked Ohio State, and we'll see how that That's goes. That's
1: My double dog, just letting you
0: know. Oh, okay, I'll give you. That, that is my double dog. I'll give you the two Buckeyes. points there. Plus because two.
1: I think it's comical that Michigan's favored against them.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Got you down. We are moving on. We're going to go to the blue Bluegrass State for the rivalry game. And this will be Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville minus seven. The home favorite in this one. Um, yeah, I think... As I've said, I think Louisville's pretty good. I don't think anything of Kentucky and I never will, so I'm gonna pick <laughs> I'm gonna pick Louisville.
1: <laughs> man, I, I wish I would have seen that one coming.
0: In this game? Uh, yeah. Kevin, what do you what do you think about this one?
1: Uh oh man. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll take Kentucky. All right. Wow. I'll Kentucky to win. What what better Reason to get up for a game than to spoil your rival's magical season, right? Because there's a scenario, you know. That's there is a there is a world where Louisville could could get into the playoffs. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not it's not out of the realm of
2: possibility. Um, I mean that that chaos you've been you've been talking about. If chaos happens up above Louisville and they continue winning, particularly if they win the uh, ACC,
0: they're in. They're in. Yeah. You know,
1: it, it'll be tough to deny a one-loss a one loss, uh, ACC champion if, if chaos really does happen. That's true. Um, the same chaos that I've been talking about for about a month now. So
0: <laughs> You're going to it into existence. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but, yeah, give me the Wildcats.
0: Okay, very good. Landon?
2: Um, I think Louisville is a very, very, very good team. So I am going to take Louisville here, even though they've – locked up their spot in the ACC championship. This is an in-state rival game against the Kentucky Wildcats who are inexplicably going to be 500 after catching an L this uh Saturday. Um it, it, Things are not going great for Mark Stoops up in uh, Lexi- er, up, yeah, Lexington, um, despite having signed a uh, extension not that long ago. Uh, they seem to be going the wrong way um, uh, for the Wildcats of Kentucky. Um, I think, like I said, Louisville is a really good team. They take care of business uh, probably pretty handily, too, yeah. in a raucous environment um, in front of their fans on their way to the ACC championship game.
0: And Jack Harlow will probably be in the house.
2: Yes, so. that Jack Harlow magic's going to be there. Let <laughs> okay. oh, well, everybody Jack know that Harlow's Jeff Frums, Frums, the, think, shit. I Get I
0: the, the shit. Broms the shit. Okay, all right. Uh, we're we're gonna stay with an ACC matchup here. We got Pittsburgh at Duke. Duke they, minus a team that did knock
2: off Louisville. By the way, exactly.
0: Rudy, yeah, Duke minus six. Um, and if we remember right, Duke at one point was looking like they were maybe an ACC favorite, but their season has yeah. gone the wrong Long way as season. well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Landon, Pittsburgh and Duke, what have you got?
2: Yeah, you talked about how at one point Duke was looking like they might be the story in the ACC. But over their last five, they are only one in four with that one win being a 24-21 victory uh hosting uh, the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest. Uh now I will say they have lost some close games in the last couple of weeks, a uh, double overtime loss to uh North Carolina and then a three-point loss uh to Virginia, both of those being on the roads. This is at home for the Dukies. I even even with them being kind of on a slide, I think they take care of business because despite the fact that the uh panthers of pittsburgh did rise up and give louisville their one loss of the season i think the doogies are just uh, that much better than the panthers of pittsburgh so give me duke to take care of business at home all
0: right uh i okay I, this one, this one I struggle with a little bit. I, it's crazy Louisville, Louisville's got to be looking at that Pittsburgh game going, what the hell happened? Uh Just like Tennessee was for Florida. But of course our season doesn't matter anymore. So um, (laughs) (laughs) existence is pain. It is. It really is. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Duke at home, I mean, I think they bounce back and get a win here to close out the season. And you know, salvage a little bit of what they've got left on the table. But uh, but bowl
2: eligibility is well, no, excuse me. uh, Duke, I think, is already uh, bowl eligible at a six. Yeah, they're six and five. So, yeah, but I mean, bowl position is still important for
1: Duke.
0: Yeah. And and a winning regular season as opposed to 500. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think I'll go Duke for those reasons, Kevin.
1: I also will be going Duke because I don't. I very rarely get to whammy people, and I want to whammy somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Duke. Duke, you've been whammied.
0: Duke has been whammied. All right, uh, we're we're gonna go with another. Uh, wow, we got this is an ACC heavy picks panel this week. We got Wake Forest at Syracuse, and Syracuse, the Orange, are are the favorites minus two and a half in this one uh kevin you get to kick us off this time
1: no whammies for me um (laughs) syracuse announced i believe today uh that dino babers would not be returning next year wait did they really yeah uh as their head coach so for that reason i'm going to take syracuse yeah win one for Dino. I was going to I was Dino Dino same difference um no it's not <laughs> but I'm going to take one for coach Babers how about that Landon
0: there we go that works <laughs> all, right. all right Landon what do you think
2: um uh, wow okay um uh, I did not know that uh Dino Babers was uh, not going to be returning Next season, I knew he was on the hot seat, but Syracuse sitting as of this recording at a five and six record. uh, They need this game to get at 500, not above 500, at 500, and to go or be bowl eligible, rather. Uh, So, with those two caveats, then you throw in the addition. This uh, could be the last game. It is the last regular season game of uh, Dino Baber's run. At Syracuse, uh, give me the Orangeman to take care of business.
0: The Orangeman. Okay, I got it. Um, (laughs) So I don't know if it's Dino or Dino or whatever it is, but um, I I feel bad for the guy getting getting let go before the end of the season. That sucks for anybody. Mid-season firings, I mean, unless things are really just out of hand, are always shocking to me. Um, But – you know, I, I I think Dave Clawson is still at the helm at Wake Forest, is he not? And I
2: believe they are still running the claw fence. There, the claw yeah. fence yeah, is that he is
0: yeah, the claw is going on. Um, I don't know. I feel like With this former Texas quarterback Hudson Card. Yeah, yeah, so I feel like this maybe is enough like uh, unrest upheaval to to upset the orange and so i think i'm going to go with a little i'm gonna, i'm going to zig when you all zagged and i'm going to go with wake forest on this one to try to pick up a game um okay yeah gain some ground here like
1: like you need to pick up a game
0: i do i i'm fighting Landon for first place and i think i had a bad week this week so
2: why are we fighting <laughs> i thought we were friends
1: cuz <laughs> i'm sick leave That's me alone right. <laughs>
2: It must be nice to
0: be first place.
1: (laughs) I remember those days. Have you thought about not sucking? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I feel like the <laughs> Titanic meme. It's been 84 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. We got a few left here. We're going back to the big 10 for this one. This one, it's so funny. I I've said it multiple weeks over the course of the year. We keep getting Purdue on the schedule because, um, for whatever reason, every game Purdue plays in, it's like a less than three point spread. In this case, it's Indiana at Purdue and Purdue is minus two and a half. Um, so I, I think personally I'm going to kick this one off for us. And I I don't, I don't know how I've picked. If you look at my record over the Purdue games that we've picked <laughs> over the course of the season, but just because I keep picking on them uh, really. And, and for that reason, mainly I'm going to pick Purdue um, just to be a good sport on this one. I, I want the Boilermakers to win this game um, over Indiana and I, Also, is it not true? I think Indiana has. uh, Is it Caden Salter, former Tennessee quarterback that transferred out? I think. I think that's right. Uh, He's at Liberty. Oh well, who's they? Indiana's got one. I don't know who it is.
1: They do. We'll have. He has the tattoos. He has a lot of the tattoos. Oh man, I know who it.
0: uh, I'll look it up. Find out. But I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Purdue in this one. And while we do that, we'll do some research, and then Landon, you can you can give your pick on this one while we look it up.
2: All right. Well, I will let you know uh, he is not the current uh, passing leader for Indiana, regardless of uh, how many tattoos he has. Uh, both these teams sitting at three and eight, entering the last season of the regular season. So uh, bowl eligibility has been off the table for a long time. Both these teams are one and four in their last five. But I am going to take the Boilermakers of Purdue. Um, uh, I just – Call call it a gut feeling, I guess. Uh, I I like their offensive weapons a little bit better than I do uh, Indiana's offensive weapons. Uh, though if I'm being honest, neither of them uh, really uh, move the needle all that much. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. I think uh the uh, run game will be the difference. There we go. I said something. Run
0: game. Forward. Taven Jackson. Run game. Yeah. T- Taven Jackson. <laughs> by the way, is his name.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember him now. <laughs> never, never played it down here at Tennessee. Also, I don't know if he has any tattoos. Not, the, not the guy I was thinking about. <laughs> but,
2: but, but honestly, it's like we could, we could probably still, still use some depth at quarterback. So, yep. there's the. Yeah. I think I was thinking about JT Shrout.
0: Oh, um, that guy.
2: JT Shroud, nice. I think, has pro- played for like 13 schools in his career.
0: <laughs> Miss him. I, uh,
2: now, I'm going to do some research. How many schools?
1: I'm, I'm going to go with, <laughs> with Purdue
0: okay. this week. We all went with Purdue. And I'm, I'm sorry, Purdue. Makers. Sorry, Purdue. Um. All right. I got to whammy you. you. You did it again. <laughs> all right. Now we're going with Wisconsin at Minnesota. Wisconsin minus two, so we now we have a we got a home dog situation, and Landon, I know you're doing some research on how many teams uh, Shrout has played for, but it's uh, only
2: three. Sorry, sorry, oh, okay. I, I slightly exaggerated. Started his career at Tennessee, transferred to Colorado for two years, and is currently at Arkansas
0: State. Oh, with Butch Jones, great, good yep. for him. But now we're talking about the the Badgers visiting the Beavers. And Landon, you get to kick us off on this one.
2: Um. Hmm. Clearly did a lot of research for this one. Uh Minnesota fighting for bowl eligibility, sitting at five and six, hosting a six and five Wisconsin team. So uh it's going to be an ugly matchup.
0: Uh yeah, it's not gonna be pretty, one way or the other. Give me hmm. Give me Wisconsin
2: to take care of business on the road. All
0: right. Wisconsin. And somehow I just closed the pick file. Kevin, while I get that reopened, what are you thinking about this one?
1: I am going to go with Wisconsin as well. I'm big on the Badgers this year.
0: Big on Badgers. Good for you. Well, what is it that makes you so uh, big on the Badgers? Can you tell me that? Oh, there we go. Landon typed it in for me.
1: His name is Luke Fickle. That's who I like. Okay. Uh, I I, I yep. know he's had I know he's had a rough first season at Wisconsin, but you know what? I think he's a good coach as well. I think we've seen that he's a good coach, and so I like him to uh, to not I mean to win the game uh, to coach right. Wisconsin up to win the game. I like him better than PJ Fleck too. I saw a TikTok the other day uh, about uh introducing usc and ucla to the big 10 yeah and it was like what is big 10 weather like and i had all the coaches there and pj fleck literally just went and like shook his head and i was like i feel like that's reminiscent like he's just like describing his time Minnesota. <laughs> 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 Like he's hated this job like he's just asking can somebody please fire me Please get rid
2: of me. P.J. Fleck has had his name floated for it feels like several dozen big college football jobs uh, during his time at Minnesota. So if anybody should be upset that he's still there, that's on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good coach. but Yeah, uh he is a good
2: coach. But I do agree. I think Luke Fickle is a better coach and uh, better days and years are ahead for Wisconsin, who, according to CBS, Wisconsin is projected at the Music City Bowl to take on Texas A M. So
1: Where is Tennessee
0: projected? Just tell Tennessee
2: me Tennessee is projected to play North Carolina at the Gator.
0: Oh, good grief. Of oh, course we God. would be.
2: Uh huh. Oh. Everybody get excited for that December 29th kickoff.
0: Ugh. Really? They would destroy the us. They would destroy uh-huh. us.
1: What'd you say, Justin? They I said North us?
0: Carolina would destroy us.
1: I think you're, I think you're uh, exactly right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I really like, don't I, like our chances against Drake Mays, uh, with our second.
1: No. I was like, Oh, we're going to have like an easy matchup. We're going to go eight and four, go to like the music city bowl and go against like Rutgers. Easy, easy win. And no, no, nope. no, Kevin, little do you know, you get North Carolina.
0: Yeah, let's Ooh. let's hope that doesn't yeah, happen,
2: <laughs> please. Well, Kevin, your other team, Notre Dame, is projected to uh, take on Oklahoma State in something called the Pop Tarts Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: listen, not for we'll nothing. Do what now? <laughs> yeah, that, that's an easy win for Notre Dame. Not for <laughs> nothing, I saw a projection that was the Gator Bowl, uh, Notre Dame in Tennessee. And if that oh was the case, God. I would. I I told my dad, I was like, if Notre Dame plays Tennessee in the Gator Bowl, we're going. I don't
0: care. That would be mind. wild. I that, that would be fun. I'll drive over. I'll drive over to Jacksonville. Is that one in Jacksonville? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'll drive over to Jacksonville for that one, would, Kevin. We'll, Kevin, we'll would you have
2: one of those weird uniforms, like like a house <laughs> divided, th- where it's like half Tennessee half
1: Notre Dame? No, no. I'd have. Um, I'd bring a backpack, one of them clear bags, and and I would just I'd wear my Tennessee stuff in. And then if things started to get ugly, I'd just like switch.
2: I'll
0: boot
1: my Dame jacket back. Hey man, you suck. <laughs> I'm a
0: too. You suck. That's funny. No, I'd wear
1: my I'd wear my Tennessee stuff. I'd wear my Tennessee.
0: stuff. All right. Well, all that being said, I'm going to pick Wisconsin as well. So we can.
1: Move. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we're going to move. We're on. We're not
2: here to break down the Pop Tart Bowl.
0: No, not yet. Well, that, that's coming up.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to power rank the dumbest slash funniest. Bowl names out there. (laughs) There's something called the 68 Ventures Bowl. (laughs)
1: That would be a fun episode.
2: (laughs) UTSA is projected there to take on Georgia Southern. Whoa. Everybody get excited. December 23rd, y'all.
0: I love the idea of like when it's like the Duke Mayo Bowl that like everybody just gets like that's your, that's your, prize for showing up you get you get like a big bowl of mayonnaise <laughs> congratulations thanks for playing in the duke mayo bowl here's your bowl you of get mayonnaise the mayo
1: poured on you
0: yeah and then you win you get mayo on your head
2: well it's appropriate uh duke is projected to take on kentucky at this year's duke's mayo bowl according to cbs
0: see that that should never be allowed duke can't play in the duke's mayo bowl come on that homerism <laughs> a little too on the nose for you there a little, Jay. little homerism yeah <laughs> All right, we got two games left. Let's see if we can get through this. We got Maryland at Rutgers, and Kevin, I think uh, you get to pick first on this one. Maryland, oh yeah, Maryland minus um, two.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going with Maryland. Uh, I don't think Rutgers is very good. Uh, I don't think Maryland's very good either. Uh, coached by somebody I don't know the name of. Um, <laughs> Man, and I think straight. his <laughs> I think his name's like Loxley. I don't know. Uh, Robin but do of Locksley's little brother. <laughs> um they do have baby two so i'm gonna go with maryland yeah uh to to get the dub this week
0: all right yeah i i'm going with maryland too i i actually thought they fought hard, hard against michigan i enjoyed watching that game and i was really rooting for them to pull it out um sadly the the michigan wolf of cheats is that what i was calling them i don't know what i was calling them but they
2: cheaterines also works
0: yeah the the cheaterines ended up winning that game like
1: cheater
2: rings <laughs> like cheetos
0: so i'm but anyway i'll, I'll go with maryland in that one landon what do you think
2: uh give me maryland uh like kevin mentioned they have baby two of there and plus i will pick uh for uh greg shiano
0: no never never would we do that all right and then we're rounding out with hell the- no, Chiano. Yeah,
2: exactly. Hell no, <laughs> No,
0: we're rounding we ha- out. We
2: have to be approaching the uh, the anniversary of Chiano Sunday. Oh yeah, we just passed it, didn't we?
0: I think maybe we did. Yeah.
2: Ah, uh, fun times
0: when t- when Tennessee Tennessee Twitter took over the college football landscape for twenty four hours. The-
1: that was the original protest.
0: Notice like protesting
1: wasn't going on until then. Tennessee started it.
0: <laughs> no protesting. Uh, <laughs> protesting did Twitter exist. started protesting. Vol Twitter. Vol Twitter.
1: <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that. You know, you didn't, nobody was, there wasn't any marches or anything like that. Like until Vol Twitter did it. That's so right. We did it first.
0: We did it first. Yeah. Uh, so I think,
1: sorry about that.
0: Yeah, we're sorry. Um, and now it's a thing. All right. Um, Last game, we've got Kansas at Cincinnati. A Big 12 matchup. Doesn't feel like a Big 12 matchup, but it is. Uh, Kansas minus six on the road is the favorite. And I think I'm supposed to go first on this one. Um, Kansas, I I don't know. I I think that uh, Kansas is pretty good. Uh, Leopold is pretty good. Pretty good coach. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, you know, they had a one of those situations where their season started out beautifully and they were, you know, riding high on the hog there for a while, and then they ran into some real football games and kind of got derailed. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they're gonna finish strong here. I think Kansas is gonna, gonna get the victory, uh, on, versus the Bearcats on the road this week. Landon, what do you think?
2: Uh, Kansas, uh, despite being uh, on the road, they are a favorite. And despite having a two-game losing streak, uh, I do think they take care of business. Uh, Kevin mentioned uh, Luke Fickle, now coach at Wisconsin. Used to be the head man of the Bearcats of Cincinnati. I think uh, Cincinnati is missing his skills. uh, So, uh, And then you mentioned Lance Leopold. I think he's an amazing coach, doing uh, really good work out there at Kansas. I think Kansas takes care of business
1: on the road,
0: business. All right, very good, Kevin.
1: Now it's my turn to correct you guys. It's Lance Leipold.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um,
1: <laughs> so I get—I don't finally, know on that one. <laughs> finally, get to correct you guys on pronunciation. Um, but I am going with It's Kansas. pronunciation. <laughs>
2: Whatever. <laughs> Boom, roasted, gotcha. Got you right back. <laughs> uh,
1: I am going with Kansas as well. Uh, they, lost a, they lost a heartbreaker against Kansas State last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they bounce back and, and get a dub uh, in, in their last regular season game of the season. Uh, so give me the Jayhawks and Coach Leipold.
0: Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. Um Leopold. Well, I think I was thinking of the 1998 movie Caden Leopold when I said Leopold. I don't know. Um, Wasn't he also a knight for, like, King Arthur or whatever? Probably. I don't know. Yes, you are correct. All right, sweet. (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap it up for Pub Dubs Week 13. Again, I don't know what our Week 12 results are. So next week, we're going to have a combined Week 12 and Week 13 recap as we go into week fourteen and championship. Oh, don't we have to pick our,
2: our our doggies
0: or whatever? If you want one, yeah. If you want one.
2: Oh, it's oh, it's not something
1: we have to pick. Okay, no, you I, don't.
0: You don't have to.
1: I have to. I have to because I'm in dead last.
0: Yeah. If you want a double dog, I don't have an option. If you want a double dog, you got to just uh, claim it. On any any underdog that you picked this week, Landon. So you picked Kansas, Maryland, Wisconsin, all those are favorites, Purdue. You picked Syracuse, Duke, Louisville. Ohio State's your only dog. Only dog. Well and Iowa. Oh, wow. And Iowa. Hmm. No, I'm good. I think I'll go I'll go That's double so cool, dog on man, Iowa. Guys. I'm gonna go double dog on him. No, Ohio.
1: Justin, stop it!
0: Stop it! <laughs> Ooh, well, now
1: if you're going double dog. I'm gonna do it. Join me on the Buckeyes. Come on, Landon. Join me on the Buckeyes. You know that they're gonna win.
0: He's thinking it.
2: He's thinking I am it. thinking it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all can hear me thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: silence Ugh. is speaking.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm in on Ohio State.
0: All right. There it is. Oh, we all got oh, double dogs. Oh h i oh no don't Why? jokes on you i don't know you? how
2: to spell kevin so i can't join in on your fun chant
0: <laughs> all right well that will wrap up our uh our pub dubs for week 13 thank you to um circuit city once again
1: <laughs> circuit city radio shack
0: and radio Shack, or bed bath and beyond any of those yeah
1: and fye um in the west town mall <laughs> but i do want to thank you guys once again for tuning in this week and for uh, a big thank you guys for going along this season with college football uh listening to us talk college football especially the balls as as this college football season comes to an end i know for me it's been a blast to be able to watch the watch the games and then come on here a couple of days later and and recap them and and react to them and and talk with you guys about them. So I do want to thank you all for allowing us to do that. Um, and, and a big thank you to Justin and Landon for doing that with me as well. It's, it's been a good time. Um, and you would think that with the college football season ending the way that I'm sounding, that that's the end of the podcast, but it's not. Uh, we <laughs> still have plenty of plenty of more sports to talk about. Uh, so I do want to let you guys know as the college football season does come to an end, you are going to see a little bit of changes on the show. Obviously, we won't be talking about college football all the time. Um, we're going to implement a little bit of like topic discussion, kind of how we did last week. Uh, we kind of talked about that um, and s- decided that that would be a good idea to kind of cover some co- to cover some time and some content as well. Um, so we're going to be like having more topic discussions uh, as well as talking college basketball talking about the basketballs, the baseballs, Manny Ramirez's son, uh, Tony Vitello, the whole nine yards. Um, But, you know, at at the end of the day, we'll still love all college football. Uh, But I do want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank everybody uh, for liking and following us on the social medias at Boozy Sports Pod. Um, I do want to give a a sad shout-out to producer Joe. Joe.
0: Oh yeah. His
1: JMU dude <sighs> the the curse of college game day.
0: That's right. You know,
1: I I hated it for him. That um, sucked. I can't say I watched the game because I, I I didn't. Uh but but JMU's dream season comes to an end. However, if you're a fan of JMU or you were at JMU this weekend, the crowd was insane. That was awesome to watch on college game day. I think they said like twenty six thousand people. We're at game, we're, we're at game day on Saturday. Um, the Pat McAfee show was wild on Friday. So it was, it was a good, it was a great scene. You guys did a great job. Your football team just lost. Um, aside from that, <laughs> but, uh, we hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, um, and enjoy your week of football and basketball. And maybe we'll be on here next week talking about the balls winning the Maui Invitational. Woo. So then you guys have a great week and bye bye. Happy
2: Thanksgiving.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Moonshine and Scoreboards is a Tri-M production and is hosted by Kevin Scott, Landon Doan, and Justin Kreutzinger. Our engineer is Joe the Engineer. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. You can email us at moonshineandscoreboards at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and come back next week for all of the fun, the games, and the games the moonshine, and of course, the scoreboards.